Hello, and welcome to the first segment of Sundu Dissects, where I will be discussing and interpreting various films and their ties to identity. The first movie that I have up for discussion today is one that is near and dear to my heart, and that movie is called Spirited Away, directed by the legendary Hayao Miyazaki. This movie was released in September of 2002 when the budget was $15 million, but it made a whopping $289 million in box office revenues. Now let's get right into it, shall we? <laughs> Let me start off by saying that this movie has, in a great deal, altered the way that I see things in life, and you will soon see how. I will give a very detailed summary of the movie and then I will let you know all of the characters' ties to identity. The opening scene of the film features a young girl by the name of Shihiro traveling in the car with her parents on their way to their new home. However, her father unexpectedly winds up getting lost and discovers what appears to be a dilapidated theme park. A naturally nervous and very jittery Shihiro opposes even looking around with her parents, but they assure her it'll only be for a quick moment. As the small family of three are canvassing the beautiful yet silent theme park, they come across a buffet, one that's like fit for royals. I'm talking steaming delicious piles of food everywhere. And much like Hansel and Gretel, her parents decide to have at it and plan to just, you know, pay when a chef shows up because there's no one around. Shihiro, still feeling quite apprehensive, lets them know that she does not want to partake in their feast and then proceeds to look around the park a little bit more. She goes back only to discover that her parents have now turned into pigs. Yes, you heard me correctly. Pigs, as in P-I-G-S, those sloppy things that roll around in the mud. And before we know it, we are introduced to our next and very important character by the name of Haku. This young man grabs Shihiro and warns her to run as fast as she can as it is getting dark and that if she ever wants to see her parents again, she must hide. In a fit of panic, Shihiro heeds his advice and flees. Later on, he finds Shihiro and lets her know that she is in the spirit realm, one in which she won't escape if she does not listen to him, and one where the quirky spirits don't take kindly to humans' presence. Haku guides her to a man named Kamaji, or the boiler man, that keeps the water hot for the very popular bathhouses the spirits regularly and frequently use, and tells her to ask him for work. He also brings up the fact that he has known Shihiro from when she was a little girl. Now, this will be important later. Kamaji then instructs one of the spirits, named Lin, to take Shihiro to Yubaba, the witch who controls the spirit world and is over the bathhouse. Yubaba gives a janitorial, more lower tier job in the bathhouse to Shihiro, and she also takes Shihiro's name as it gives her power over her and gives her the name of Sin. Haku warns Shihiro that if she, war if she forgets her name, that she'll never be able to see her parents again, and they'll likely be slaughtered and cooked. 
He then suddenly vanishes from her in a stunned sense sees a dragon in the sky that she presumes to indeed be Haku. Now I'm sure this is a lot to follow but we're halfway there folks so just bear with me. Now this is an important, another important part. Um, so Sin's job is not only to clean up the bathhouse but to also wash the spirits. So she cleans a very dirty spirit one day and in return it gives her a charm of some sort. The next day she meets probably one of the most iconic characters in the film. It's a spirit by the name of No Face because it has no face. She lets No Face in the bathhouse because it is raining and doesn't think twice of it because it is out of the kindness of her heart. Following this, No Face becomes obsessed with Sin and continuously offers her gold and follows her around this and this causes mayhem as the spirit prompted commotion in the bathhouse because he was giving everyone free gold for whatever reason. Sin escapes the drama and is somehow by herself when she notices Haku being attacked by enchanted paper swords constantly cutting him and she she opens a window to let him in and he is badly injured and bleeding now i know you're thinking this is a whole dragon how is paper like you know cutting it well um as i said before these are enchanted and we need to remember that there are witches involved and all of this so haku is very 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 hurt at this point so now Sin is scattering for help and No Face approaches her once again and grows increasingly aggressive and wants her to accept the gold that is being offered to her. And at this point everyone is trying to contain No Face as it is causing extensive damage in the bathhouse because he's just enraged. It is then discovered that a piece of paper, one of the enchanted paper swords, got stuck to the back of Sin's dress. And it was actually another witch, but one that was taking disguise as a paper sword. Ironically enough, the paper sword turns into someone named Zineba, who is Yubaba's twin sister. Yubaba, the one that took away Shihiro's name and gave her sin, she apparently now has a twin sister. She attacked Haku because he had stolen her golden seal. Zineba then turns Yubaba's most prized possession, her giant and very spoiled babies, into a mouse and a fly. Zineba then vanishes and at this point Sen doesn't know how to deal with the now very frail Haku who has since returned to his human form. So she forces him to eat the charm. Haku throws up the seal as well as a slug. She then decides to take him to Zaneva so she can reverse the damage and so Kamaji the boiler man who Sen had met earlier in the movie who sent her to Yubaba for the job, he gives her train tickets to travel to Zaneva and No Face follows alongside. Along their journey, Haku miraculously recovers and leaves to tell Yubaba that she won't get her child back if she doesn't send Sin and her parents back to the human world. Sin reaches Zaneva's home and finds out that the slug Haku vomited was placed in him to control him. Haku then gets the son. Haku then gets Sin and Yubaba's child 
and on their way, Sin makes a startling revelation that she remembers Haku. She'd almost drowned in a river, but it somehow carried her to shore rather than take her life a couple years before. And she says the name of the river in which she almost died in was called the Kohaku River. Haku's form suddenly changes back into a boy and it is revealed that his real name is indeed Kohaku and he was the river that had taken Shihiro safely to shore. The two go to Yubaba and she gives Sin her name back to Shihiro and then she is suddenly transported back to her parents and any trace of the bustling spirit world is now vanished and her parents have absolutely no recollection of what had happened and finally decide to head on their way to their new home. Now, I know that was a lot to follow, but let's get down to the nitty gritty of dissecting identity within this film. Shihiro makes the transformation of the shy, sheltered, and scared little girl to a valiant and fearless person. I can relate to Shihiro on a very personal level, as I have always been a sentimental person who always puts others before myself. I also used to be scared or nervous of nearly everything because my anxiety was so bad. But as I've gotten older, I've come to realize that people will take advantage and try to steal away your identity. By, and by steal it, I mean tarnish your feeling of self-worth. In the movie's case, it was Shihiro's name, but for me, it was just mistreatment by various people. No Face is the, embody is the embodiment of a people pleaser. Some people live for others more than they live for themselves. If one good deed is done for someone who isn't used to it, it can turn into that person doing everything in their power to worship others in order to feel secure or at peace. We see this when sin and others are continuously offered gold by no face. This movie also made me look at how quick I am to act out in impulsive manners. The parents didn't give a second thought as to what could have possibly been in the food or whether or not they had even they were even allowed to touch it just because it was tempting temptations play a large part in our day-to-day -day lives and i know this all too well being a new college student haku represents us finally finding out who we truly are and our purpose many times along the way of life we are off, we often veer off path and often stray away from our norms he was trapped by Yubaba for God knows how long because he lost himself, which I believe happens to all of us at one point or another. Identity is unique to everyone, and no two people's identities are the exact same, because not everyone serves the same purpose. I believe we all play very crucial roles when it comes to not only our lives, but others as well. A number of things can shape it, such as where we grew up, our hardships, we encounter and the people we surround ourselves with. But at the end of the day, at the end of it all, I think everyone's goal is to have a sense of comfort in their identity and in the world. Thanks so much for tuning into this segment of Sindhu Dissects. Have a wonderful night or day or whenever you're listening to this. And I'll see you next time.